Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. We're still talking about listening, but today on this part, listening, I want you to consider how important it is to stay on track. To stay on track, not to change, not to become what the world wants you to be or your friends want you to be or what the latest happens to be. Are you willing to stay on track? That's what God's going to be talking to us about this morning. Tracking. Do you track yourself? Watch this. We like to track others and give our thoughts about their track, but we never want to track ourselves. This isn't about others. This is about our walk with God. Well, when I first came up here, I said to you that he's in the house. And that name is above every name. That's the name of Jesus. And then I said, do you know that he's talking to us? And that's why you really want to come in to the local church so that God can speak, yes, through people like me and others so that we can receive the word of the Lord, God's word, and then we can see how he wants to apply it in the upcoming week. So are we ready to listen? Wow, I was challenged with that this past week. Because last Sunday we talked about, after coming through the potter's house, that God wants us to be listening. And remember the story I shared with you concerning Walmart and the young man who had come up to me. How many know it's important that you tie things together? Especially if you're in a math class. What you learned on Friday, you want to kind of review on Monday. So on Tuesday, when the lesson unfolds, you can be able to put that all together. That's what God wants. God's word is seamless. So when you are committed to a local group of believers, it should be seamless from Sunday to Wednesday to where you can go, whoa, he just jogged my memory. Wow. But see, when you're just going from here to there and this church to that church, you can just play hopscotch and nothing sticks. That's why I call them Christian floaters. (laughs) That was free. So little did I know that God was going to use last Sunday's message to talk to me. And you all think that God uses me to talk to you. No, God uses the Spirit the Holy Spirit, to speak to all of us. So I'm not up here to talk to you. I'm up here to be careful what I say because I know he's going to be raining down this week going, did you remember what you said? Do you remember how I spoke through you, but it was also to you? And sometimes we like to go, amen, because we're thinking about somebody else in the house that needed to hear that when it was really for us. Isn't that amazing? So... um. Two ways that God has used last Sunday today. How many know that God's prime time? He's not outdated. He's current. He understands what you're going through right now. He knows where you are. He knows your disposition. He knows your personality. He knows your ups. He knows your downs. He knows all of that. And he wants to talk to us this morning. 
So I'm walking into a meeting on Wednesday, and an administrator comes up to me, and he says, I need to see you. And I was in a frame of mind that was like, no, you don't. (laughs) That's your thought. Come on. Come on. Come on. Be real. Be real. I had an individual walk up to me. I'll get back to that story. I had an individual walk up to me yesterday, saw me twice in two different locations. And so he began to talk about that. And I was busy. I was busy, so I didn't really want to track that. And he began to say, you know what? Sometimes the church is a place where we cover more than we uncover. Meaning the issues that we're going through, the struggles that we're in, we try to cover that. Okay? When God really wants us to be able to be so healthy that we can come and go... Wow, I gotta let this go. I gotta release this. I gotta let God work here. And so the individual said, I really need to, uh, on Wednesday, I really need to talk to you. And I'm in a frame of mind where I said to myself, certainly not out loud, well, I don't need to talk to you. Come on, church. I'm just wanting to see if you wanna be real, okay? Or if you're in that church mode. Most people who go to church are in a church mode, okay? And they never release themselves to be real in the presence of the one who's very real, which would be God. And so, um, you know, I kind of rerouted myself. Come on. And I said, okay, maybe we can talk before lunch. He said, well, maybe we can get together at lunch. And I thought, wow, that's a little bit over the top. Maybe I don't want to have, come on church. And so I said, okay, let's, let's, let's do that. And so finally we get to the lunch moment. We're talking about tracking this morning. We're talking about listening to God. And I gave you a list of how God will speak to you through his word, through prayer, circumstances, through other people. Okay? Because it feels a lot better when we just simply go, God spoke to me. Okay, that's cool. He can do that. But sometimes we don't like it when God uses those other three or four. Come on. Come on. I know we have different type of attire on today, but you were all created in his image. Okay? So God will use others to speak to you. And then sometimes we like to shelf that and go, well, that was just, no, it may not have been. That might have really been God. Trying to put you back on track. So I said, okay, let's get together. We'll do that. And um, we, we hook up and we go over. There's not much in Bronson, by the way. Please don't be offended. I mean, I served there for over four years. And I mean, you've got a handful of places to eat. Not many, okay? Not many. And so we end up going over to Subway, and and we sit down, and we begin to eat. And he says to me, this administrator, he says, God's been speaking to me about you. I'm done. I am done. You can have my sandwich, too. Just the whole deal, all right? I'm going, are you kidding me? This is in the middle of the week, and God's been speaking to you about me, and we never see each other. That's scary. Come on. That's spooky. Like, really? Wow. But remember the list that I gave to you, how God will speak to you. And he said, can I share with you? 
and I'm thinking to myself, flipping tracks. You know, we do that a lot. We flip tracks inside. And, and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Okay, let's see what he's got because he doesn't know anything going on. He has no clue what's going on in my world, so let's just see what he has. You know, we do get arrogant sometimes, if not outwardly, inwardly, okay? Yeah, and that's where the real issues are, not outside, inside. Come on. I mean, like, we know how to keep our yard looking really good, but inside the house, it's a wreck. Or we keep our cars clean on the outside, but inside... Who wants, to ride, who wants to ride with you? Okay. You guys, are we getting close now? Are we, are, we, are we better? That's what I'm talking about. You know, outwardly, you know, he didn't see anything, but inwardly, I, I still have this up, like, see what you got. Okay. And he nailed it on two major issues. And it was really like, I had to look around like, where are we? Is this subway or is this in the throne room? This feels like God might be around here somewhere. At subway? How can God show up at subway? Right? And one of the things, I'm not going to mention both of them, but one of the things that he said to me was this. He said, the Spirit of the Lord has shown me all that you're doing and all that you're responsible for, and he's told me to tell you, and once again, we put up our buffer zone. Don't we? You can talk, but I'm really not listening. Come on, church. Go ahead with your stuff, but leave it right where you delivered it because I'm not taking it. And then a lot of of times we'll walk out of a church and go, man, that was boring. I didn't get a thing. It wasn't anything wrong with what was going on. It was what was going on inside, not outside. Inside here. So I thought, okay, I'm going to hear what he has to say. And he says, here's what the Spirit of the Lord said to me to tell you. And that didn't feel good. Come on, church. Because we are so hypersensitive. Like, sometimes we don't even know what to say to some people because we already know that they have a spirit of offense. They just, that's just the way they are. And it doesn't matter how much Blue and orange you put on that donut. (laughs) Thank you, by the way, this morning. Of all places, in a holy moment of prayer, these kids come running up to me with the help of adults going, Here, you can have this right here. We want you to eat it. Blue and orange, are you serious? And it was a cool moment for all of us. God looks to see if we're willing to unveil ourselves and be real. You know, the Bible says, stay with me on the story. Stay with me. Listen to his voice in your spirit. Listen for the voice of God this morning. It's amazing how the Bible says that the temple was torn in two. The veil was just ripped in two. But a lot of times we just stay veiled. We stay covered, don't we? So that no one really can see where the blood has touched that carnal, ridiculous nature. But that's what we need, the blood. 
So I was just sitting there, and I'm going, okay, bring what you got, what you got, what you got. And he says, um, the Lord's showing me everything that's going on in your world, and it's way too much. And I'm going, you haven't said anything I didn't already know. Are we? Come on, church. You know what I'm talking about. We're talking about that self-life. And it's the self-life that hinders the Spirit of God within us to where we do not listen to the Holy Spirit. And we bypass the teacher. But we still want an A on our exams. See, this works academically, and it also works spiritually. I'm going to skip class. I'm a dual enrolled student, and now I'm going to learn how to pass the course and not be in the classroom. So I'm going to let all the students know, for those who are going to go on to JUCO or on to the university level, professors don't care if you show up because it's your money on the line and it's your course if you pass or fail. They could care less. There's 300 that are also in that class or maybe 500 if you're at a big university. So if you're looking to go play dodgeball with the professor in a moment, we're going to talk about that spiritually, you can do that and maybe you can pass the course. But eventually, it's going to catch up with you. Playing dodgeball with the Holy Spirit is extremely dangerous in your walk. (laughs) Come on now. It's a game, isn't it? Dodgeball. It's a game, isn't it? And we love to play games with the Holy Spirit, don't we? Sure we do. Come on, church. But then you get into the fourth quarter of life or you get into the fourth quarter of the game and all of a sudden, the other team begins to take over. Oh, you thought I was talking about sports. I was talking about the self-life begins to take over. And it wants to reign over the Spirit of God within you. And then you're miserable. (laughs) Because now you've got a fight going on on the inside. I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about Subway. I was talking about what the words, of course I was talking to you and to me. He is, isn't he? And then here I am sitting at Subway and he says to me, here's what the Spirit of the Lord says for you to do with all that you've got going on. You need to, and I'm going, brace yourself, brace yourself. Hold on, maybe you don't want to hear this. And he says, there's a passage of Scripture that you need to go back and read. I'm going, he's getting really close now. And he says, you need to go back and do exactly what Jesus said to his first disciples. Hmm. A disciple is a disciplined person. Did you know that? There are many Christians that are not disciples. They're Christians, they're saved, but they're not disciples. Why? Because they do not live a disciplined life. Go back and look at the word disciple and you will show you that it's a discipline. Those men he called, would you just tell us what they said to you? This is not Facebook. This is God's book. See, and here's the danger of what I'm doing this morning. You will remember more the story that I'm going to share with you than the passage of Scripture that we're going to go to. But God's tracking you right now. Are you on track? Whoa, he went back to the message. God's tracking every one of you in this room. And he wants to know, are you on track? A disciplined person will absolutely come under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. What I'm saying to you is this. Eventually, Peter stopped playing dodgeball with Jesus. And now you know he played dodgeball. If you've ever read God's Word, 
you know that Peter was one who constantly played dodgeball with Jesus. Man, I wish I had the time to take you into story after story of how he played dodgeball with Jesus. He was competitive. Peter was very very competitive. But he was competing against the champion. Come on, church. He was competing against the ultimate winner. You can't win against the champion. Only unless you're willing to lay down your self-life and let the Spirit of the Lord reign. Church, hello, my brothers and sisters. The Spirit of the Lord is here. So you're not the first one, and I'm not the first one that has lined up and played dodgeball with Jesus. Peter was one. The boys of thunder, they also were a part of that first group of disciples. They had incredible anger issues. They were called the sons of thunder. And man, could they get into it with Jesus. You're not the only one that has argued with him. Down through the ages, there have been many that have argued with him. He is still the champion. I want to be on the champion's team. I want to be a part of that historical, eternal team that exalts the champion who is Jesus Christ. That means I'm going to be a disciple. That means I'm going to listen to what the gentleman said at Subway. You're either disciplined or you're undisciplined. And if you're an undisciplined person, that's what you're going to see In your heritage. Are we getting close right now? Are we getting close right now? (laughs) Almond Gunner is absolutely right. He comes every Monday and he has told me for years, we do not have a child or teenage problem. We have an adult problem. Absolutely. And God's people should be shouting right now. Because it's not the kids, it's the adults. Who have been in a lifelong battle with the champion. And now they're trying to take their children on a different track. Which is always destruction. (laughs) You can have your way, but it won't be the way of the way maker. The Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the way. Why would you want to redirect your children and teach them how to fight in the flesh and to fight for the things they want when you know that's not even in alignment with the Spirit of God? (laughs) Come on, church. So I'm sitting there and I said, okay, I might as well, to myself, I might as well go ahead and enjoy my sandwich. I want to hear what he has to say. And then he said, here are the words. Are you ready? Jesus said it to his first disciples. See how this is all coming together? It's all fitting. He said to the boys, you need to drop your nets. And I didn't even dare ask him, because we do like to play, don't we? Come on, church. See, there's less vocal right now than there was earlier. (laughs) There was no response on my part like, let's play with this a little bit, like, I was going to use his name, but I'll pass. So what, what do you think he meant when he told you to tell me to drop my nuts? You know we like to play like that. We go from dodgeball to volleyball, don't we? 
or to play tennis. You serve, now it's my turn to serve. Every time Jesus, you are Bible students, correct? Every time Jesus gave instruction, there was always somebody that had a question for the champion. Is that not amazing? What a way to talk to a champion. People who are undisciplined, I'm talking about myself, people who are undisciplined, who sometimes don't want to do what God tells them to do, but then we want to raise questions to the one who's done it all. That is called insubordination, ladies and gentlemen. Spiritual insubordination. Jesus, what did you mean when you told him to say to me that I need to drop my net? I don't know what you mean. Are you serious? I knew right away and the tears started coming. I knew exactly what God was saying. Right now, you know exactly what God's saying to you too. Like I could stop right now at 1140 and shut this message down and every one of you have heard God say something about the track that he has developed for you, Jeremiah 29, 11, and the track you're trying to create. You will have a head-on collision. Your track and his track will never converge to be one. You're either going to run it your way and lose or you're going to run it his way and win. And this is college football day for us in the house. And we're not exalting one team against another, but none of us like losing. In fact, somebody said to me, for a particular team, there are already individuals already calling for the coach's head. (laughs) Well, let me ask you this. Are you winning as bad as you want your team to to win? (laughs) Oh, that's how we play. That's exactly how he wants us to play. Do I want Jesus to always bring the victory to me or am I willing to be a disciplined disciple and let the victory go to others? Oh, did you see the switch? Did you see the switch? We want the victory. The victory is already yours. What he wants to do as he brings us out of the potter's house, he wants us to install and instill victory in others. (laughs) That's the life of a disciple. Totally different than the life of a Christian. (laughs) Jesus has many Christians. He doesn't have as many disciples. Why? Because we're not into denying ourselves. That's what he calls for. So this morning, now that I've kind of laid, and guess what? When you're hard-headed and seeing, some of you will use this against me because I understand the flesh. But some of you may be like me in regards to being hard-headed and like you don't get it in the first round. Some of you are looking at me like, I don't know what you're talking about. I have the softest heart and I have such a pliable will. I almost want to say like H you do. If we had pliable wills, there would never have been a cross. The cross is a picture of how wicked we are outside of Jesus Christ. No, you don't. didn't get that. He was totally devastated. He was taken advantage of. He was brutally, uh, oh, humiliated and beyond even recognition, the Bible says. And who did that? Those who were created in his image. The gentleman that was with me at Walmart for the second place where I saw him yesterday, he said, 
Sometimes you need to talk about parents whose hearts have been crushed by children who they love. Well, that's a picture of the Father with us. (laughs) Everybody in this room was created in God's image, and every one of us have broken his heart. Because we're hard-headed, we're stubborn, we're bullheaded, we're determined to do it our way. And we refuse to go to the potter's house. And we're not going to (laughs) listen. And we do it in all kinds of ways. Sometimes verbally, sometimes body language. So at the close of the message, in just a few moments, God had to come back and ring my bell. I love that old song. Sorry, some of you are very young. But that used to be a rock and roll song back in the day. Oh, thank you. I got one person who nodded. The rest of you are all saints. There are two of us that are disciples here today. Thank you for nodding your head like, oh, yeah, I remember that song. Yeah. So God had to ring my bell later in the week because I didn't all take it in on Wednesday. But I have made a decision. I'm going to listen for the voice of God. And how do you do that? Through his word through prayer, through circumstances, and through others. And you don't need to come up to me after service and go, I came up with three more. Put it on your list and enjoy God in you this week because he's probably going to use all seven. I'm just going to take the top four right now because I know some of you are catching on. Because this is not addressing you. I'm sharing, being vulnerable to let you know. Sometimes we walk out like, man, God didn't say a word. You know that's a lie. He's talking all the time. Are we listening? And are we open when someone just steps up into our world and go, hey, I need to talk to you. God showed me something. Going, really? Nice. So then, at the close of the message, if he gives me permission, he had to come back to get my attention one more time. This time with a phone call. Pretty quiet right now. (laughs) You think you have resistance? You think you have persistence? You ought to see the champion. The champion loves you so much, he will not leave you where you are. And you might be thinking, thank God, I've only got a few more minutes I can get out from underneath this. You can't get out from underneath him. He's the champion. Wherever you go, he's there. David already said, if I made my bed in hell, there he is. Wherever I go, there he is. So... Enjoy his presence. Hopefully, hopefully you make it this week in round one and you don't have to get that phone call. If you have your Bibles this morning for just a few more moments. And oh, by the way, check this out. Do you know that the enemy hates God's word? Do you know that the enemy hates God's servants? Do you know that he'll do everything he can to always cause a setback? That's why you got to be connected to the champion. So I have two iPads, and you notice my iPad, neither one is here this morning. They both went down. And then I said, well, that's all right, my phone, and my phone went down. That sucker. I just want to take and throw it. So I just had to take a run between prayer time over to the office, and I said, you can't whip me. I'm a part of the champion's team. And I've got seven pages i got to get. No. <laughs> I love messing around so much. That's why I'm still in the business of 
being in education. So I'm going to pick up where I left off, but I had to go put it in black and white. I had to put it on paper because my iPad, both of them, down. Look, y'all, you, y'all act like, man, it must be easy to be a pastor. You've got to be kidding me. He will throw everything and the monkey wrench at you. He will do everything he can to get you off the track. But I just made a decision. You know what? You were whipped at the cross, and I remind you of that. There it is. Got you. So for just a few moments, we're going to continue listening to God, and we're going to talk for a couple moments about staying on track. If you have your Bibles, you can go to Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 6. It may be up on the screen. Proverbs 3, verse 6. And I just want to focus in on tracking this morning, and that's where I'm going to stop after we uh, bring just the first one, and with God's permission, we'll come back and continue next week. Now that I have it on paper, I wonder what's going to happen next. Oh, that reminds me of a story that was incredible. <laughs> Happened the other day at school. The only thing I know that he could do now is if a dog was to come, by the way, he's still on lockdown, <laughs> and, and he was to... T- <laughs> <laughs> I had a soft moment this morning. I looked into his eyes and I looked away and said, no. That's it. Do it again one more time because it ain't changing. <laughs> I had a student come up to me the other day and they said, um, Coach Weber, look at this book. I said, man, you must love that course. They said, what do you mean? I said, wow, what happened? They said, my dog got a hold of it. And the thing, it's a brand new book at the high school. I said, oh, yeah. Um, Go ahead and make your check out, too. (laughs) The only thing I can tell you now, because I'm going to put it safely in my Bible in case the iPads don't work next week, I'd like to see what he tries to destroy my paper. (laughs) Listen, I don't want you to miss this message this morning. What he's going to try to do this week is reroute you, get you off course, and get you off track. Yesterday, Joshua was engaged with some of the uh, other student-athletes to watch football all day. And I said to Joshua, I said, I won't tell you the extent of the story. I said, Joshua, you can go and have a great time, but I'm going to tell you this. I'm talking about getting you off track. I'm talking about what the enemy wants to do to derail you so that the champion can't find you. But the Bible says that he's willing to leave the 90 and 9 and go find you. And he will find you because you've been bought with a price. He will leave the 90 and 9 and go get you. Even though you have chosen to detract yourself, you've chosen another route. All of you that watched, I'll I'll get back to Josh in just a second. All of you that watched football games yesterday, the key to a defensive safety or cornerback is to try to cause that receiver to have to go to a different route. Make him lose connection with the quarterback. That's the game plan of hell, ladies and gentlemen, is to reroute you so that you can't see the quarterback and he's the champion. Do not let the enemy reroute you this week. Do not let the enemy get you off track. I don't even care if it's a brother or sister in the faith. I said in the faith. Don't let anyone take you off course. That's the word for today. So so I said to Joshua, I said, Josh, I'm all in favor of you having a great time, but listen to me real close, son. 
I said, if alcohol or marijuana or girls show up, you come home. And then I told him, and if you don't come home, and you know I'm going to find out. I mean, when you've been here as long as I have, word, it goes quickly. I will find out so fast. I said, if any of those things show up, you just excuse yourself and you can even use me as your backdrop and say, I've got this short, bald-headed dad who's stupid, he's crazy, he's a turd, he's old, he's out to lunch, but i got to get to the house. Whatever you got to do, take yourself away from that so that you do not get rerouted, distracted, and taken off track. You've got more to play for than a party on Saturday night. And man, our kids are giving everything away, doing anything and everything for the moment, and they're blowing their future and not staying on track. Turn to somebody and say, stay on track. And by the way, listen real close, church, in case you want to know what kind of a father I really am. And no, I don't put my hands on children. Listen closely. If I put Duke up for 30 days, what do you think I would do if Joshua starts down that track? You think about that. You think about that. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6, as we come to a close of the message. <laughs> Listen closely, please. Listen for God's voice in everything you do and everywhere you go. Oh, my gosh. Subway? Everywhere you go? Bronson? Serious? In the office and a phone call? He's the one that will keep you on track. All of the parents and grandparents that are here this morning for the last seven minutes, listen very closely. If you and I will take this verse and pray it over our children and grandchildren, we don't have to say one word to them, just simply say, sick them. And he's got it. And that's exactly what I do every day. I read that verse, and I pray that verse over every one of our children, over every one of our grandchildren, and then I simply say, I'm out of the way. I'm on my knees, I'm on my face, but I'm out of your way. Because ultimately, they want to hear his voice, not my voice. Come on, church. And if Jesus tarries, you know as well as I do, eventually I'm going to go home to be with the Lord, and they're not going to hear my voice, but they've got to have an ear to hear his voice. And his voice is the voice of a champion, not of a thug, not of a punk, not of a chick, not of drugs, not of alcohol. His voice is the voice of a champion. Who wouldn't want to listen to a champion? Oh, may I, Lord, make this house come alive. May this house come alive in Jesus' name. So guess what I did yesterday? Listen closely. They interviewed um, Nick Saban before the game, and the moment he started talking, I put my TV on hold, I got my phone because it was working then, and I said, I want to get everything he has to say. Why? Because athletically, he is a champion. He knows how to take athletes and help them perform at the highest level. So I wrote down all four of them. I have all four of the things that he said that a competitor... that a competitor wants in their life. And you know what? You can take all four of those and put those into the spiritual realm and that's what a competitor will do for the champion whose name is Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. 
So listen for God's voice in everything you do and everywhere you go. He's the one that will keep you on track. Would you say with me this morning, Father, keep me on track. Come on, one more time. Let's, let's, listen, at school, every day, as we build to Friday nights, in the cafeteria, I go in and I say, on the count of three, I want to hear this incredible group of students say, we are Indian nation. Boy, they just go nuts. Kids want that. They want to feel connected. They want to feel like they are a part of something bigger than them. You and I can be a part of something bigger than us. Not Indian nation, not Buckeye nation, not Gator nation. We're talking about the champion nation, the family of God. So I would like for us on the count of three to simply say, I will stay on track. And I want to hear it nice and loud and proud in God's house. We will stay on track or I will stay on track. One, two, three. Now, listen, prepare yourself for a challenge this week. The enemy will challenge you for saying, I will stay on track. Listen very closely, please, in closing. The river is constantly turning and bending, and you never know where it's going to go and where you'll wind up. Follow the bend in the river and stay on your path means that you are on the right track. Do not let anyone distract or deter you from that. Scott Peck who wrote a book called Less Traveled. Listen closely. You cannot truly listen to anyone and do anything else at the same time. One more time. You cannot truly listen to anyone and do anything else at the same time. Last quote. I just gave you the first point, and I'll give it to you in just a moment so that you've got it. Most of the successful people I've known are the ones who do more listening than talking. Here's the principle I want you to take home with. And if you were in a classroom with me tomorrow, you would write a brief summary on this principle. Ready? Listening improves tracking. One more time. Listening improves tracking. So I'm in the office yesterday and I'm preparing for today and I'm working and then I switch gears and I go over to Southeastern University and I begin working on my new course. By the way, let me talk to the young people for just a moment. If you wait for the due date, you know Katie Corbin has told you, if you wait to turn your assignment in on the due date, you're behind. So class doesn't even start for me until tomorrow. I can't believe I gotta start class on the fourth. It's Labor Day. I don't wanna work. Sissy, little baby. Grow up. So I'm working on the message yesterday and I'm working on Southeastern University day one, which is tomorrow, because I want to be ahead, not behind. And the phone rings. And I look and there's Pastor Wade Childers. North Carolina. I'm going, oh, Lord. God, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not role-playing. I'm telling you exactly what I did. God, I do not have time to talk to Wade. I thank you for him, and I love him, but God, I do not have time to listen to him this morning. I am busy. I am busy. And then that still small voice before the phone goes to that last ring, he said, answer the phone. The Holy Spirit, yes, sir. 
I answer the phone. <laughs> and he goes, Hi, Stubbs, how are you? He nicknamed me that many years ago. I said, Wait, children, what are you doing calling me? He said, um, I've had you on my mind, and the Lord asked me. I said, You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> the Lord asked you to call me? What is on your mind, Wait? That's exactly how I was. He said, no, seriously, Stubbs, I got, I got something I need to tell you. <laughs> I've been listening all week. I've been listening. What is it? You know, sometimes we go down to the potter's house, but we're ready to come out on our own time. <laughs> Thank you for shaping me for today. I'll see you next month, Lord. And we bolt out the door. Well, because I have chosen to be a disciple, he brings in discipline. And he brings in people, one, that I didn't know. That ticked me off. And then two, one that I've known for many years because we both pastored together in Carolina. But how dare you call me? He said, so what you doing? Just being smart. Wade was being smart. What are you doing? I said, Wade, you know, I know you're retired, but I'm not. So I kind of stuck him a little bit. I said, I'm working. Not like you. And total quietness. Oh, heck. Hey, Childers, what you got, man? He said, well, I've been praying for you, and the Lord wanted me to call you this morning. He said, um, are you ready to listen? Because I was... Right? You're wasting my time. I got stuff to get done. What? Come on, church. And um, he said, well, I won't be long, but I need to tell you this. It's from the Lord. I said, okay, what you got? As soon as he started talking, I started crying. He said, "Um, the Lord wanted me to remind you that his time with you is more important than anything you do. I wanted to click that so bad because I didn't want to hear, have him hear that I was crying. And so then he asked me, he said, are you spending as much time as you used to in his presence? Duh. What would you ask that for? You already know the answer. <laughs> Come on, church. Why did you ask that? You know, that's why you called. Sucker. No way. Yes, I'm having my devotions every day, but no. He said... He really misses you in his presence. Let's pray. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue his purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.